Welcome, guys, to the Aspire podcast by Aspire Music Official. You can see us on Facebook. You can uh, also check us out on Spotify or iTunes. Um, today, we're just going to be talking about the music industry in general, some news with Aspire, um, and some of the latest and greatest from movies and video games. Uh, today, highlighting mainly Star Wars. Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Oh, yes. So, 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 warning, and we will probably label it when we actually post this. Spoiler heavy. Sp- spoil. Well, there'll be a section. We'll try to keep the Star Wars bit to a certain time chunk, so we can let you know what not to listen to if so, you haven't watched yet. All five of you. So yeah, only only tune in if you are a masochist. What? What's a that? masochist. A masochist. Oh. Oh, okay. Brent doesn't Brent. know English. I don't know words. He's only he's only now learning that words have more meanings than like letters, you know. He's like, oh shit, English is a and, language. It's and I thought it was a and d this whole time. <laughs> so yeah, um, we're gonna be starting with Star Wars today just because we were the most excited about that. I mean, uh, we just got back. Well, not really just got back, but a couple days ago we uh, just saw the new Star Wars Episode Seven. Uh, the Force Awakens, yes. The Force Awakens. I almost called it the Force Unleashed. <laughs> I, I, I make that mistake too when I'm thinking about it. Um, so yeah, it's been a couple of days. I've been wanting to see it again because, like, actually, to be fair, I I, I was so I had such a, a urge to watch it. I, I downloaded a uh, cam. Uh, oh recording. Oh. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> it was so bad. I sat on VLC using like the video effects to try to crisp up the picture. <laughs> That's dedication. I don't know, man. Like, I don't think I could sit through that. That's like two and a half hours of two and a half hours of like, shaky cam, blurry pixels. That. Man, um, to be honest, I'm not the kind of person who ever normally goes to see a movie while I can still remember it. You know, I find it like the story is my main part that like really entices me, but. For um, the new Star Wars, I was really into it to the point where, like, I could see the movie again, even, like, even with everything spoiled, you know, as hard as it is. Um, Because it was overall such a great movie. I mean, it was a blast of, uh, a blast of, like, what was it, two and a half hours almost? It was about. It it didn't even feel like it was, like, it was two and a half hours. It felt like it was, like, a two-hour movie. Like, if it was three hours, I think I would Mm -hmm. equally enjoy it. Because I always notice with the older Star Wars you had all these boring moments mm. sprinkled across the movie that like kept sucking you out of it, and you'd get bored, and you'd be like, okay, the, when is the action scenes coming up, you know? When is, when is General Akbar going to come in here? <laughs> it's a trap. It's, it's a, trap. a trap! Starts yelling, you know, once the battle's starting. But this one really felt like, you know, even just how they shot it, like you were in the action the whole way almost, through the movie. It was almost like, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but um, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, oh, like yeah. That, from start to finish, it's just... Straight on action. That was mm. similar to this, like but they, with some they, story sprinkled yeah, in. Yeah, they would like <laughs> it was character. like an action movie, and they would split away to like a story showcase here and there, yeah. just in these specific moments. And like, I thought they handled, I thought they handled the new story really well because they weren't just trying to, you know. Say, like, okay, Disney's taking over Star Wars, we're just going to throw this right out of the water, you know, and they're just going to abandon everything Lucas had built and kind of try their own new thing. What they really did was they just kind of built on, like, the existing Star Wars story. I mean, first spoiler, you know, how the, the, the movie revolves around a Death Star-like super Death Star. It's like the Death Planet. I, my I my favorite kind of a spoiler since it's on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite thing about that Blind is that, it, that it's named Starkiller. Yeah. It's kind of a nice nod to the original, like, very original mm-hmm. Star Wars, like, script and all that. 
Um, and I, I guess uh, one of the complaints I guess we'll go with right away is is kind of how it was almost too. Some people mm-hmm. say it was too reminiscent to A New Hope. I think it was just the right amount. Like it 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 took some of the things that made A New Hope interesting and stuff, but they brought their own spin to it. And and the good thing about it too is with the old the old. Um, but bringing the old characters back and uh, and all that, like we get a lot of Han and Chewie in this movie, but it's still they still gave plenty of time for the new characters for development and all that. Oh yeah, I thought walking into this that like I, you could even I said I was quoted I was like I was like guaranteed they're only gonna give like Harrison Ford like a minute like a minute of screen time the whole movie, <clears throat> and then you see him in the movie and he's really there for like half of the movie and he's a very lead character you know. And, and my favorite thing is Harrison Ford gave a shit for the first time in so many years. He actually gave a shit, <laughs> and he put on a really great performance. Oh my god! After seeing Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, <laughs> you know I was I I thought that Harrison Ford was never going to give one of his great acting, you know, acting roles again. It's kind of going to be like Bruce Willis. And, the and really, you yeah. can tell he just he just feels the most comfortable as Han Solo because when he came back, you felt like he owned that role. Not one moment was I watching this and I was thinking, there's Harrison Ford. You know, I was really sold on it being Han Solo the entire way. He, like, stuck to his role really well to the point. And his lines were so well delivered. If anything, I could, I could say they were probably the most well-delivered lines in the movie. It, For sure. It's... It's uh, it doesn't help that you have a, a great director like J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. to to give him that motivation. Well, to I had Han Solo again, and not grumpy old man. Mm-hmm. Like a Bruce month before was... this, I saw Star Trek Into Darkness, huh. and like the first Star Trek, J.J. Uh, Abrams. I love the first Star Trek. The first Star Trek made by J.J. Abrams, I thought was an excellent movie. And then when I thought Into Darkness, I felt like maybe he was starting to abandon like. Well, good story, you know? So I felt like anything he touched in Star Wars could have easily went self. But I was really pleasantly surprised when we when we went in and we sit down and, like, it starts, you know, rolling the traditional credits. I was like, okay, he's got the traditional credits. It starts, it pans down onto a planet. I was like, okay, they got the that. the giant ship. The yeah. giant ship. I was like, okay, they've sold me so far. And then it just starts with this intense action sequence that actually revolves around, like, the main characters and yeah. has story to it. And I was like... I was like, he's definitely handled this well. Like cinematography in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my! F- <laughs> it is so beautiful. Like I, I had my my jaw was open like oh, through yeah. a lot of scenes. Like there's certain scenes with like the sunset and there's like uh, uh tie fighters or something. Yeah. Coming into into the camera. I oh guess. right, it's yeah, so with beautiful. the sun. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> why can't more movies be like this? Like the only movie that I could uh, in 2015 that I could compare to would be uh, Mad Max. Yeah. Like, stunning cinematography. Well, it's, like, unreal. Clearly, Star Wars had a step up above that, considering that Bad Max was all based on the ground. But Star Wars managed to do this, like, on moving, yeah. you know, targets in the sky, all multiple levels of combat. Like, they'd constantly, like, in the main battle, I, I could say the, the biggest land battle um, right before the ending of the movie, you know, and I'd say the second act where they're attacking that bar. Oh, yeah. That bar, and... Um, yeah. It's like you got the stormtroopers on the ground, but it keeps cutting above to like the battle in the sky where you have the rebels just coming in, coming in across the water, and they're like, 
And it was like, it's the first time you feel like the rebels are just completely overpowering the Empire and like, you know, any of the Star Wars movies, they're just destroying them. And it's like, wow, man, you just feel like the act, you're right in the action. Well, yeah, that's the great thing, too, is because like there's a lot of fast paced shots and there's all these crazy fights and all that. But it still has a focus and you're not you're not getting distracted by a bunch of nonsense. It's all mm -hmm. very like clean Random shot. CGI yeah. Monsters yeah. coming into frame. Yeah. It's very focused and yeah. you get you feel part you're part of it the whole way through. You can definitely tell someone who really cared about Star Wars made Episode 7. Oh yeah, well, one thing I was really surprised by was that it was we watched it in 3D, and the whole movie was done, clearly they had done it in 3D. They put a lot of effort into it. Well, it wasn't but, shot in 3D. Yeah, well, it wasn't shot in 3D, but like they did the 3D effects well. And it actually looked good. Yeah, it looked like, better than most movies that are shot in 3D. That's, and like, that's pretty sad. Yeah, like, they didn't have needless stuff flying at you. When they did, it was, like, really situational. The, the battleship. Yeah, like, the battleship coming out, I thought it was, like, poking poke my face. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, you can hear, like, the rest of the audience. Like, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too close to my face. Or there's even this one scene where you have, like, the uh, X-Wings fighting the TIE fighters. Yeah. And it keeps cutting to, like, a third-person shot right behind the ships. Oh, I love those. And, like, you, can, you feel like you're pulling up with the ship, and then you have, like, the dust cutting over it, and it looks like it's going right in your eyes, and you're like, my god, you know, no, I've never felt can, so immersed in a movie. You can definitely see the three years of effort that mm -hmm. was put into this movie. Sure. It's like, it's only, I'm only, I'm very sad that J.J. Abrams won't be helming the next Star Wars, because I feel like he needs to develop I'm, when he started. Okay, I don't know, I don't Colin know. Trevorrow? No, yeah. he's doing, he's doing nine, I think. Is it? Yeah, it's Rian, whatever. Ryan, it, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Johnson? Spelled, yeah, it's spelled he's, weird. He did, uh, Looper? Looper, yep. I think he's doing Rogue One. Uh, maybe. I'm okay. I'm excited because I don't know if it, how much you've been reading, but I just read an article. Uh, it was J.J. Abrams talking about Episode Eight and how he regrets not taking Episode Eight because apparently the script is amazing, and that really like I'm already hyped for a movie that's not going to be out for two years. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, I I I I can honestly say say it's been a long time where I've been this hyped already for a sequel or something like like I got out of that movie and I was like I'm ready for episode 8 like what's next well really we're just so starved for Star Wars like I remember the last Star Wars movie I watched and enjoyed in the theaters was The Phantom Menace you know oh shit and yeah. like I felt I felt like after that, the other movies were okay. Well, you know, they had some a lot, a lot of crap, a lot of yeah. filler, and they they really took me out of the Star Wars mood for quite a while. I, I just feel like Star Wars but. in general, kind of, like even in video games, like the last video game I played was Force Unleashed, and that was what two thousand eight. Mm -hmm. And Force Unleashed okay. two didn't do so well. Uh, it was developed we, in like a year. Yeah, and then I mean, we. I remember being so hyped for Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Like that looked pretty damn fucking good. And then you know, with the acquisition and all that, that kind of got tossed aside. It's also because George Lucas kept yeah. on like in saying like the main the main guy should be Bo uh, Boba Fett or Bo yeah, Boba, Boba Fett, Fett, whatever. And they kind of just lost focus. And I, I think they explained that. And I did you know game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, George. I mean, like, you got to give him credit for creating the universe, but uh -huh. he, he, he doesn't know that. how to, yeah, like, like... It's why the writer should never be, like, at the helm of the project, you know? I, I, I honestly think he's a good storyteller, just a bad writer. Yeah. And director. Well, bad producer, actually, I'd say. He's a really bad producer. He takes away too much creative freedom. Yeah. 
You kind of just, it has to be this way. You can't have your own word, your own way of doing it. I don't know if anyone's... But, and that's, I mean, I kind of understand it because it, it was his baby. He created. I understand why he'd be so strict on it because it's his vision. Yeah, but at the same time, like... His vision's just absolutely insane. Like, <laughs> some just, of it is good, but, like, you can clearly tell the original mm-hmm. series was... You can tell a collaboration. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can tell he, he did the original series and then he just got mad with power and now went loopy and thinks any idea he throws out there is gold. Like, and the, all the yes men from the prequels. Yeah, well, that and like the, it, it, the prequels were like the, the perfect chance to capitalize on like the youth and all that. And especially with the Jar Jar trying to make like this mascot for the kids and all that. Uh. I didn't even like Jar Jar as a kid, just saying. Like, I saw that as a kid in the theaters, well, and I, I just, was like, who is this annoying character? Yeah, well, I was like, why is this alien, like, speaking like Rasta, kind of like a weird, like, Jamaican He's thing? Sad. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I was very confused. He's got, like, dreadlock ear things, and... Annoying. Let's just all, let's just all say we're relieved that Jar Jar didn't make a return. Let's he's barely it's... even even in like the episode yeah. three. Yeah, you see, well in episode three he talks. Pa- no, he's kind of in the background and he's part of the government. Like, oh wait, no, doesn't he give like the power to Palpatine or something? Maybe in something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's not even that annoying. I, I haven't watched the prequels in a long time, but I know a lot of it was all politics. Ugh. Well, I guess that makes sense. You know, he was really stupid and he became a politician. It kind of <laughs> reflects reality. I like guess the prequels. Sh- could have been done in one movie. It's the same thing with The Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> they all could have been done in one movie. No. Well, they should have just like, not had the third movie at all. Like and Phantom... <laughs> I find Revenge of the Sith was the best of the prequels. Yeah, but that's just me, I guess. I like... Yeah. Well, like I've said before, I like, I like Attack of the Clones because of the actual Clone War part aspect of it. If they would have shown more of that in the movie, that would have been more enjoyable. Cause I just I don't know. Yeah. Like that. That's what. Cause that's what makes Star Wars. Like not not all that makes Star Wars, but the battles and and the mm-hmm. like the intense action. It it lends a lot to the 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 Star Wars name and like with the prequels. It was more focused on the politics and all this kind of just Stuff mumbo that no jumbo that kind of just stretched the movies like out to just fill lines or something. I don't know. Clearly they had Clone Wars in the works and they just did not want to take any of their stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I guess now that we've covered uh, Star Wars pretty extensively, people can actually listen to the podcast now for what we're actually going to talk about. Yeah. Um, So what else? Well, we'll we'll, we'll say, we'll, we'll, we'll sum it up. Go see Force Awakens because I think it's personally the best Star Wars film. Oh yeah, at least it's, on par with Empire. It's definitely worth the thirteen dollars we had to pay for. Oh yeah, year. for sure. <clears throat> I'll I'll be going to see an IMAX next. Yeah, I'll be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's still playing like a month from it's now. Going oh, to be. for sure. I'll go see sure. it in IMAX. If for Avatar sure. could be in fucking theaters for almost like. Didn't it get two runs? Didn't it was it? in there for a while. Yeah. Speaking of that. Avatar, I guess we will stay on the movie topic for a little bit longer. James Cameron has been uh, saying that he would like to release Avatar sequels every year. Which I doubt will happen. Unless I he's been like happen. working on them this whole time and he just hasn't been telling well, anybody. Well, he said he'd been working on this. On he said he had the script from one to three, or 
I guess two to four or whatever. No, no, no. For a while. What, now. what does he plan? Do you think he would try to pull a Star Wars with this? Like have like these story arcs and like a set. I'm sure he has all the entire story planned out. Well, for sure, but like I don't know. It's just. And then he gets a bunch of other directors to do it for him. Like I. The thing is, is like. With Star Wars, I guess from the get go, there was already memorable characters like Luke and Han and 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 Leia and all that. With Avatar, I don't remember anything. I don't remember any of the characters, what their names okay, were, their backstories. There's Jake Sully, and then Blue People. <laughs> Blue People. And then Sigourney Weaver is a doctor, and um, that one bad army guy. There yeah. was there was stereotypical army guy who just <laughs> wants to destroy everything. Really, it is just like a 3D remake of Pocahontas. <laughs> if you think about it. Like white people take over the white the guy goes land. to take over yeah, the native yeah. lands. One of the white guys falls Floating. in love with the native girl. Wasn't there like floating like cliff island things? There and they're like flying the bird dinosaur thing or whatever the fuck it was. The weird things they connected their hair to. And then yeah. they, whatever it was. They painted with every color of the wind. Yeah. Oh. It's been a while <laughs> since I've seen that movie, so so much I can talk about. I that. just I remember it being really strange and not very enjoyable. <laughs> it was fairly entertaining. It was good time. for one one run, and then <clears> once <throat> you know the story, you're like, you know what? That wasn't really that good a story. It was fun. I still would have loved to see it in, in theaters. I mm-hmm. thought I found it would have been like, holy shit! I haven't seen that back in like was it 2009. No one done has done shit like that. I saw it in regular 3D. I didn't see it in IMAX though. I sadly. guess like. Phantom Menace is like the closest one, or the prequels, because it's all like CG. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So I guess next, uh, the closest thing we could do, you know, hard transition, take this uh, over to the music industry a bit. I guess. I mean, what have you guys been hearing about lately in the music industry? I'm still waiting for Metallica. Yeah, <laughs> still it's be a while. They well, they just they just put out a clip for a holiday kind of teaser thing. So uh, that cool. yeah, I'm I'm excited because like it's got that it's you can tell it's still kind of rooted in the death magnetic kind of. I I don't think they'll go away from that because I think that's a pretty comfortable sound for them. It's not too fast. It's not like it's kind of I guess complex for them. In in terms of their writing, uh, so as complex as injustice for all. Yeah, well they Plan-wise. yeah. So they they Maybe get to do structure. their their do do their own thing, um, and yeah, like it's not too difficult for them because I mean they're how old now? James has to be like they're in their like early fifties, mid fifties. Yeah. I know Lars and James are the oldest, I think, or Kirk and. James, if you're gonna write music that you you're expecting to play live, you might want to actually be able to perform it. So you know, <laughs> I I'm not saying that they can't write these great long songs. I just uh, I don't expect them to go back to master puppets or anything like that. They've probably there. they've probably at this point have been pumped of all their best ideas and they're just trying to you know <laughs> keep some keep some content out for their fans. They're like, well, well last time they put an album out was 2011. That's an EP from songs. Yeah, that were recorded was... in 2006 to 2008. So like we haven't heard truly new. Well, besides Lords of Summer, we haven't heard any uh, truly new Metallica in. It's getting near a decade. It's getting there. <laughs> 2008 is when the album was released, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I mean, 
hopefully uh, next year, late next year, early next year, or no, the year after, I mean, that would be nice. Um, yeah, just to please us. Yeah. <laughs> Finally waiting too long. Um, um, one, one album I'm pretty excited for is uh, David Bowie's newest album. I don't know if anybody's heard about it. I've been listening to the tracks that he put out. I've only heard um, Black Star so far, but you know. I, I listened to Lazarus, uh, or I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I learned. Mm -hmm. I listened to a little bit of it. It's it's interesting the kind of direction he's going. Yeah, he's kind of abandoning, you know, his traditional like rock and roll roots, and he's kind of trying to take on a more. I guess you could say it's like an experimental alternative, like electronic well, thing. Well, kind of in the same in the same vein of uh, of of talking about Metallica getting older and, and running out ideas. I don't think necessarily Bowie's running out ideas. I think he's getting to the point where he's he's conquered everything that he set out to do and mm -hmm. he's kind of like where can I go next and just like kind of just taking everything in and I like I've heard he was listening to a lot of Kendrick Lamar mm -hmm. and like that kind of the more modern uh music and that's always good too for an older artist to kind of not not completely replicate like note for note the modern sound but take influence from the modern sound and create your version of it Oh, yeah. Well, I guess you could say it's a pretty, like, it's quite a transition when you take a look at one of his older things like Life on Mars, and then you take a look at his newest uh, single, Black Black Star. You know, he goes from, like, a funky kind of piano, piano full song to, like, this modern, weird electronic kind of, like, song based highly on repetition. And it's a really weird song. I mean, when you listen to this, you're like, okay, David Bowie's still, he's at least weird. You know, he's got that bit about him. You know, he's still yeah. one of the weirdest artists out there, even especially his music video. It's all about the weirdness. But he's definitely trying something new because it's a completely unique sound. I mean, as, an, as a, Bo a Bowie fan who's listened to a lot of his older stuff, you'll, like, you'll hear almost nothing of the original sound in it, it but it's still Bowie. You know, you can tell it's Bowie Yeah, before. just the way it's crafted. <laughs> Hasn't he been on, like on a hiatus for a while, or? Well, b before the last album, when was the last album? It was twenty thirteen. Yeah, it was about. I think it was late twenty thirteen. It came out in like September, or October. Like before that. Before that, it was like two thousand two. I think his last yeah, album was he, out. He had been touring, but he hadn't made anything new because his albums had been flopping for like two or three, like, like twenty something years. His albums were flopping for. And I mean, at that point, I I I figured like once again going back to the topic of being older I, I he probably felt like like shit i'm drained out like i don't even know what to write yeah like, like, what do people listen to anymore yeah so like you take that kind of break for you know a decade i'm sure at that point it's like okay i'm getting some ideas like let's do this because i i feel like I think any of us can, I mean, we're still young, we still got a lot to go through, but I feel like we can kind of relate where we don't want to ever stop. I don't think musicians ever stop writing, at least writing, like even if they're re retired, quotation marks, um, um, if they're retired, I'm sure they're still sitting at home writing. Like you always have ideas, you always have to get them out. Like so producing stuff. yeah, like at least you're in still in some way contributing to music. Yeah, I can completely agree with that. I mean, like we we've had a lot of moments. Uh, 
at Aspire where we've just taken a long time. We haven't necessarily been working together producing music, but we've all kind of been on our own coming up with ideas or just recording riffs and stuff. And once in a while we'll meet together and be like, hey, you know, we've all actually been still writing and we've got some fresh ideas that we have ready to go, you know? My God, if you asked me how many riffs I've written in the three years since we wrote the first album... I, I wouldn't even be able to count. Like, I'd have to go through my Mediafire account and just go through all these things that I recorded and I just upload there. And sometimes I'll be like, hey, Brent, check this riff out. Like, so like, oh, cool, let's turn this into a song. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, an hour later, it's a full song. Probably, like, six minutes long or something. Eventually gets cut down. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it's an interest. It's, it's like... Cause I mean, for some, for I suppose for people that don't know, and people are actually listening to this, um, like our album just came out this December of 2015, but it's been recorded for what a year now. Yeah, we recorded. Uh, I want to say August. It was yeah, August 2014. August 2014, and then we did some vocals in November um, of 2014. But most of it was recorded in that August, in the summer, yeah. In the summer. Um, and before that, we already had the album written. We had the album written, recorded. With, we with had some. Else. We had some issues. Never came out. We don't have the files, so that's why we end up doing it again. Um, so really, it's been uh, about three years since we wrote. Like, I mean, quarantine was was the first song we wrote, and that was in twenty eleven. Well, so it was, it was sorry, really June, the last one. It was January twenty twelve ish. It was really the last one we were tweaking, for sure, too. I mean, um, Quarantine, NSC, you know, right before their single releases had a huge touch-up, and then we had to look at them again whenever we were getting those final versions ready for mastering. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, it's just the fact that, like, these songs have been in some form planned out for so mm -hmm. long and it's taken us this long to actually get them out you know most bands will have their stuff recorded maybe two months later they'll put it out for release whether it's for free or for like a dollar or whatever well i think that could kind of relate to um that thing you're saying again about how musicians are always writing and like we were writing but we didn't meet up very much so we felt the need to to like just write over the same things over and over again so we ended up changing stuff a lot and by the end when we were re-recording it a second time a lot of the songs had almost completely changed well yeah like we like kind of mentioned uh, quarantine that song went from seven and a half minutes to like five and a half ish and even the endings completely different from what it originally was and structure wise we had to redo it because it was just a jam yeah <laughs> put into a full song yeah i remember we had one version where um we recorded it on a phone or something and then we had me go into amplitude and try to dub <laughs> guitar over the guitar and that's when I didn't really have like a solo for it, so there's two solos going on because well, one's from the jam and then well, one's... Didn't we re record the drum part? Like I, ha I had my drums recorded and then you had to record that over because we didn't have like a, a version of your guitar recorded. Like well, the, one, the one I'm thinking about, I remember it was a jam we had in the old band hall. And it was on my Laney app or whatever the yeah it was Laney yeah it was on the Laney app uh, and um, 
it was I think it was just you and me. Might have been Dylan there. You never can hear him in the demos. Um, Tiny little bass amp. Yeah, his little freaking <laughs> practice amp. He couldn't even hear anything. Um, so we had that, and then I just I remember I had Amplitude going over it because I could hear me playing the solo in Amplitude and the solo from the drums because it was all done on on the phone so <laughs> i'm trying to record and trying to replicate what i did on a jam that i don't remember anything of and i'm doing the solo and it's nothing like the solo in the recording so there's two different solos going over each other we had a lot of versions of quarantine, quarantine. was the one that had the most versions for sure well, this is just reminding me of like one last night how we essentially like sat down i wrote it in the day Came over, played it to you at night, and then we just kind of came up with the rest of the song that I night. literally threw piano on your guitar track, and that was it. I recorded your guitar and left it as it was and just threw piano on top. That's why when we recorded drums, it, the first minute of the song slow, and then the next two, a half, two and a half minutes are really fast because Kyle was playing slow, and then he started speeding up as he got into it. So it was really <laughs> fun trying to record drums for that demo. <laughs> Uh, just, just saying, I have no idea how to play that song on guitar at all anymore. <laughs> no, I, I had to. It'll be an experience relearning that. <laughs> I, I had to sit there when I, when I. Uh, that was the first time I had to learn my own, like not my own song, but like our own song, because I didn't write it. So it was like, what chords is he playing? <laughs> And I'm sitting there on the piano, and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know if those were chords, because I kind of play guitar by ear, so I was like, okay, wherever my fingers are that sounds good are going to be notes today. And uh, that's just kind of how that song happened. Just sat down, figured out some notes that sounded good. But, but, uh, what was, I was thinking another one. Wasn't Rhodes done in like a day? Rhodes was written in like an hour. Yeah. So, like, that was, like, the quickest fucking thing. There have been times we recorded it, jammed it again, and just kept on playing until we fully understood what what was what, and, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's always that's the that. end of it. It's yeah. the exact same thing from uh, 2012. Yeah, it hasn't changed. Um... That's always nice when you can get a song that just kind of comes out and it's already ready to go. Not all over but, the place. Yeah. Like a lot but of that stuff. doesn't that doesn't always happen because a lot know. of our jams or our early jams, I should say. Yeah. We'll be like mixing funk in for no reason than uh, yeah. Ross, not fucking rock. Ross. The reggae kind of reggae. Reggae. We just got we got like <laughs> turn into police. It's like holy fuck! What are we? Yeah. Well, for Police a while. Police in helicopter. We used to we used to joke uh, that we were munch metal and grunge. <laughs> munch. Oh my god. I like the munch. Mmm. Tasty. Um, we like Sounds we. like a fucking candy bar. Munch. Munch. Be. It'd be it like, might be like a British candy. Be like molasses and sponge. They have like Tim Tams and stuff. I had Tim, Tim Tams. Tams. Yeah, Tim Tams are good. Um, but. Um, yeah, we don't get to jam as, as often now. It's more like I write out an entire guitar track and send it over to you, and it's like, okay, can we do something with this? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down and <laughs> just uh, just listen to this like 20 times, you know, pull out the peace pipe, and then whatever comes to my mind, 
you know. It goes on the paper. Is what's going on the paper. And I typically <laughs> just kind of write whatever comes to my mind. I'm like, okay. Mo most of the times it's pretty okay. <laughs> we often, sometimes I don't look at what I'm writing and we go back the next day and we're like, okay, I don't even know what these words are. Or I'll read something and I'll just be like, oh, I'll just shudder. I'll be like, that definitely, definitely does not go together well. Especially the early lyrics of Quarantine. Oh, man. Well, you guys, I remember I went to the band hall that day, and you guys literally were like, hey, we're going to jam this song, and then I want you to go into the next room and write down what you had, what you thought oh, about the lyrics. We had our, our studio. <laughs> we had, like, the jam room and then the, the, the meeting room. room. The pizza room. The, there pe we go. the pizza and golf club fight room. Yeah. I still got the, all We're, that footage, by the way. Oh I can, my god! I was gonna edit it, but I was. It was like, also too, a pogo stick room. Lazy. <laughs> a little too lazy to do it. Like all five time. years of Aspire in video. More or less. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where we were going with this, but oh, yeah, I, right. I just, memories, <laughs> crazy aspire moments. My favorite thing is I've been paying attention the way you're talking, and you're looking at me and him. So your voice is gonna go to the left side of the speaker, <laughs> to the right side of the <laughs> headphones. It's just gonna keep going back and forth. It's just adding. It's like so people know it's in stereo. They're <laughs> yeah. like, see, this is what. So you guys are really, you know, coming to the highest quality stuff here. Who needs the. Uh... Our own individual mics when we can have us drum, <laughs> drum mics. Drum mics, pet, <laughs> stereo paired. Hey, man, that's how you know we're real musicians. We recycled drum mics for our uh, podcast mics. Let's, well, just, use let's your, just hope this sounds somewhat good. The old school uh, style yeah, microphone yeah, yeah. or whatever it is. If it, it wasn't... Cool if it was, uh, if, yeah, if it was Omni, Omni but... Uh, yeah, we didn't have any uh, any mics on us because, I mean, I didn't really think about that. I saw a Yeti mic. Uh, um, they're pretty derp, 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 derp cheap. Derp, derp, derpy. <laughs> they're pretty derp cheap. cheap. It was like 120 bucks, I think, oh, at wow. Shoppers. Was it like the long one? It was like the big, like for oh, podcasting, like nice. specifically for that. And It'd be I'll, cool if we each had one. Yeah. Instead of having to share one and go... Get really close to the microphone. Hey guys. Well, to be honest, I've been thinking about like just. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey. Okay. What were you I, thinking? I've, I've been thinking about for a long time. I've been thinking about just taking a year off university and just focusing on like music, podcasts. Living with me. Living with Keanu and like doing like let's plays and stuff on YouTube. You know, like oh, every, man, that'd be awesome. I just I just dream so hard of making money from playing video <laughs> games that I'm like, I'll do anything I can. Music and video games is like, that's Asp what I Aspire enjoy. is just going to become a, a giant thing where it's just going to be like, we make music, but we also do let's plays and we what do podcasts. What if we the next Game Grumps, except we're musicians? Game Grumps are already musicians. They got Starbomb and Ninja Sex Party. Okay, well, you we'll know, become wait, super wait, wait. musicians. Complete, Fuck that shit. Completely changed to topic. Ninja Sex Party and Starbomb both made it into the Billboard Top 10 charts for comedy albums. Wow. I know that's comedy albums. There's probably not a lot of them, but it's all. pretty impressive that they bet Weird Al out on the charts. Yeah, man, he had a major release. That they album. get a bunch like, of fanboys. Like... They're gonna buy everything. Yeah, I bought them. I bought both albums. Exactly. <laughs> well, I was like, they—they're on YouTube with the animation. You know, that's enough for me. <laughs> yeah, but I always gotta have my flack. You know me. I'm an audiophile. Yeah. Gross, gross, Keanu. <laughs> You're why did you do that to the poor audio? That just uh, oh, sick man. of I don't know if you guys watched. The, I don't know. Space. I don't know if you guys watched the Goosebumps. Uh, uh, I almost said album. Uh, Goosebumps <laughs> movie with Jack Black. I um, have it. Yeah. There's a there's a great scene where uh, um, 
they're in Jack Black's like house or whatever, and someone brings up something about the the, the stereo system, and the, like because the cops go. Does he go full on nerd about it? No, but the the na- the the main characters are neighbors to Jack Black, who's R.L. Stein, um, and um, they they call in the police to complain about Jack Black. And they go to visit his home and all that, and they're in in the living room, and they, someone brings up the audio system or something, and one of the people he's like, he's an audiophile, and then there's this cop in train, and she pulls out like the gun or whatever. She, she uh, he's he's a whataphile. Audio. It was great. It was actually like I was surprised. It was actually a pretty good movie. Like I wasn't really thinking much. I was like Jack Black, Goosebumps, like. But yeah, it was actually pretty. Jack Black made a good movie. <laughs> it was it's been a while. Pretty... It's been a very long while. If you want to count his animation movies, it basically just kind of. Aren't they on the like third Kung Fu Panda now? I think so. I forgot he was still doing that. To be honest, that's gotta be. A I forgot he was game. still acting until I seen uh, the Goosebumps <laughs> thing. I'm like, wow, okay. He did a video. He's with... a lot of weird. He has a lot of weird guest appearances as himself in shows, and does a lot of like. Re- pseudo reality shows he was on um he did a video with markiplier yeah and it's really awkward to watch because i'm pretty sure that is markiplier with a kid and jack black is high as fuck on cocaine or something he was just kind of he was just kind of being really like, weird and awkward. fidgety and like it's just i was like oh this is really awkward i thought it was a boring video because it was really just markiplier and jack black having a weird conversation while this kid plays games well the or, like, thing, well, the thing that yeah because like, the thing that made it really awkward is a you know markiplier is going off a script Mm-hmm. It's very set up, um, which is not like Markiplier. Um, and Jack Black is fucking on drugs or some shit because he's just fidgeting. He's really weird. He's just like, I don't know. He doesn't look at the camera once. Yeah, and he's, doesn't think. he have like sunglasses on for a bit yeah. or some like shit? And he's like, oh, it's really weird. So yeah, Jack Black was a weird <laughs> drug addict in one Markiplier video. That's the takeaway for today's podcast, for sure. There's our topic. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 all we wanted to Bring talk about. Bring the gong. That's that's all Ooh. we wanted to get to. All this conversation about Star Wars was all just leading up to this. All you really needed to take out of any of this, <coughs> you know, Jack Black likes amphetamines, and sometimes he takes too much of them. So drugs, <laughs> drugs. <laughs> Drugs. So, well, speaking of of video games, speaking of drugs, (laughs) since we were on the topic of Markiplier, we can transition to video games. We are terrible with our with our uh, transitions, but who cares? This is our first podcast. Um. So I suppose we'll we'll kind of go first with the review of 2015, our top games. I don't know. I don't know if Kyle. I mean, yeah, you, you definitely have a top game for sure. Mm. I think I know what it is. Yeah. Well, it depends. I'd have to split them into two categories, really. Well, three categories even, just because, just, just because. Like, <laughs> um, if I was going to say the best multiplayer game of 2015, I would have to say Rocket League, yeah. just because of the insane amount of fun we've had, or even I've had yeah. by myself playing it. Like. It's a great game to like hop in, even just for five, like short five-minute games. You know, it's insane because you're just these rocket-powered cars hitting soccer balls, or now even hockey pucks around the little arena, shooting all over the place. And it's a very user-friendly game. Mm-hmm. It's like super easy to get into it, but it's really hard to actually yeah. get good yeah. at it. So it's cool because you can play it and feel like you're decent at it right away, but there's still plenty of room to improve. Yeah. 
Um, if I'd have a single player game of the year, hands down, no dispute, Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain, easily the best story I've, I've ever played in the genre of like a stealth action. Um, if not, it's, it, it's in my opinion the best Metal Gear Solid game. And I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of complaints against that if anyone actually watches or listens to this, but like, you know, I feel like it really, if, if you base Im improvement in video games on just how much they refine existing systems and kind of, you know, add to like a story and like make the story feel more meaningful, um, I'd say Metal Gear Solid Five really uh, takes all takes the cake on all of those categories. I mean, it, except for like a little bit of fan servicing here and there with quiet and you know, the the need of the dog having a puppy stage. <laughs> yeah, you know, that besides, was weird. Besides the little like Nintendo's element and all that, I thought it was an awesome game because you felt like really immersed. You can just sit down and play this game for like ten hour sessions and you never get bored. And finally, I'd say the best. Um, I'm a huge MMO player, and I'd say Guild Wars 2. <laughs> I Guild, knew you were going to say that. Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2 has sucked me into its depths. Every year, I have a phase where I sit down and I play it for months on end, and I'll take a break at some point, but I always come back. And even though I am yet to play the newest expansion, Heart of Thorns, just what they've added outside of the expansion for paid players since its release has really kept the game fresh and alive, and I feel like no other MMO gives you something to do as long to do as Guild Wars while still being entertained. You don't feel like you're bored ever in that game. So you want to go? <clears throat> yeah. Cause I'm... Uh, well, I mean, mine's going to be really quick and easy because I don't want uh, to go to the same choices, but uh, mine's going to be both, both categories, single player and multiplayer. I'm going with Halo 5. Yeah. Um, we got Mr. Xbox over here. <laughs> Well, what am I going to say for PlayStation? What did they have, huh? <laughs> the PC Master 1886. Race. <laughs> Cinematic. Cinematic 24 frames per second. Um, yeah, definitely Halo 5. Like, uh, I think it's the best storytelling that's been in a Halo in the Halo franchise. Uh, a lot of people have been very kind of uh, um, critical of, of 343's takeover of Halo, but I think they've really... They've really given it new life because, I mean, like Bungie, I, I, this is kind of where, where we were discussing earlier with Star Wars. Like George Lucas created the series and, and the, the original three are great. Halo 1 to 3 are great. Uh, Bungie did a great job with that. But it comes a time where you need a fresh uh, view. You need a fresh perspective and getting new people in and uh, creating not not completely deviating away from what was there but taking what was there and and taking it to another level and i think 343 is doing a great job with that in terms of storytelling uh multiplayer the arena multiplayer is just a blast like yeah. i have a lot of fun it's really fast paced and uh, you you never get bored i di i haven't really seen much of the single player aspect of the game but i've i've witnessed a fair bit of the multiplayer just from uh, you guys playing and even some online on youtube and such and i feel like they're really trying to retool halo for a more modern audience i mean well you kind of have to like yeah, halo's like, so it's not a it's a franchise that needs to keep on changing it needs to evolve it needs to adapt with the, with the time you can't be like uh, call of duty yeah cop well, I guess they kind of change every now and then, but it's not like a yeah. every, it, they every after every game. They typically just add little tweaks and new elements or new gadgets, but I feel like Halo 5 has the felt mechanics, like... The yeah, mechanics, like everything like underneath has been... Halo the pacing 5, of the game itself has changed, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, like Halo 5 is so 
well polished. You don't even like care about those little crappy moments in the story. I guess like yeah, I, I found the story was uh, it was decent. It, I, I don't really. See, I I just love the it. Warden fights were just annoying. Yeah, the war- like, in terms of the like... gameplay for the single player, yeah, there was annoying bits like that. Uh, I love the story just because of the fact that it the three four three is willing to tug at my heartstrings. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like goddamn man, um, but um, I'm just really interested to see where they go. Like because this is this is the, like this is how like when I was talking about Star Wars, this is. This is renewing my faith in the series. Not so. I didn't lose as much hope in Halo as I did with Star Wars, but at, like I just feel like I'm interested again, almost in video games again. Because there was kind of a while where I was just I play I still play video games, but it wasn't really like, oh, I re- like I really want to play this series. I want to know this story. Like it kind of just was playing games to play games. But Halo, I think, got me into it again, where it's like I want Halo. I want Halo 6 and 7. Like, I want to see where the story's going. I think Reach is what killed it for me for a while. Like, as soon as Reach came out, I was so hyped for Reach. Like, I remember seeing the first uh, teaser trailer where it was just showing a planet or whatever. And it was, like, background. Uh, um, The chat or the comm chat and all that. And then the beta comes out. I'm like, what the hell is this? This ain't Halo. This is nothing like Halo. Like, this doesn't feel like this kind of just feels like it's trying to copy call of duty and then they have perks and all this other yeah because that was the because that was the thing was like halo reach tried to adapt but instead of making it their own they just kind of tacked on things that were already in other games and that's why i don't get why people talk shit about <laughs> halo 4 because halo 4 kind of 343 they put their own touch to that reach thing but like it, it wasn't like, it was their copying Call of Duty or whatever was popular at the time. And then Halo 5, they completely went way back to early FPS days where it was all uh, map-based and uh Yeah, and the arena, like, yeah. The you arena, fight for the weapons. Yeah, it's very much the classic arena. And, like, if, if uh, classic PC kind of gamers would remember, like, Marathon and all that, like, is very, you know... Or, Unreal Tournament. I, I'm yeah, still Unreal playing Tournament. Unreal Tournament now that they've got it on Unreal 4. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can say my stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> Since we, we were like fanboyed hardcore. Well, uh, multiplayer definitely is easily Halo 5, like 100%. We already went into all this other discussion about that. So I think I'll just end that right there. Uh, multiplayer, well, um multiplayer all multiplayer all wait no i said multiplayer yeah you're, you're already <laughs> so single player. two multiplayer choices <laughs> two, <laughs> halo uh, 5 plus whatever else i like <laughs> rocket league there we um, go but no for single player it's easily dying light dying light i think that came in january of 2015 we'll just say it was 2015 okay it's a 2015 game anyways the game is super fun amazing like i guess it's kind of uh I don't know. It's really hard to explain it. It's just, I I was surprised it's because super fun because after you play like Dead Island, yeah, well, Dead Island, it's so s- sloppy. Yeah, like it had a good it. premise, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of very uh, conf- half done. It was half. The controls baked. were bad. The story was stupid. The acting was awful. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't remember the black the giant black guy's name. We kept on saying his uh, name. Oh yeah, all yeah. Time. It's, it's a weird name. 
The um, rapper or whatever. Yeah, it was a really strange kind of premise thing, and I Boody mean, and it came, bitch. yeah, that dude, and it and it came at a time where zombie, like I, I still say, zombie stuff is overdone to shit. It's but less I, so now. Yeah, for sure. I feel like Dying Light kind of waited and and kind of came out at a time where it was like, okay, this is all it right. It waited till it was actually the genre was dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like because like. Oh, I remember! I remember all the games with like with a Dead Island, and you had uh, um, uh, Dead Rising, and yeah. and you had you have Walking Dead on TV. You have zombie movies. It was just I was absolutely sick of it. Zombie U, the greatest yeah. zombie game ever. Yeah, I remember playing that one. I played it for an hour. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there was just a huge oversaturation, which uh, it seems like that always happens with everything at some point. And I mean, we've gone through music, we've gone through like music games. I mean, uh, we've gone through zombie games. Uh, right now with superheroes. Yeah, superheroes with, uh, with... Comic book movies, I should say. Yeah, there's always an oversaturation in the market market in some form. Um, so yeah, with, with Dying Light kind of coming out a little after all that sort of stuff it definitely felt refreshing to play yeah like it, uh, it was not like all the other parkour based games like, yeah i don't know there's something mm -hmm. about it that just made me i was like okay i need to keep on playing this because killing yeah. all these zombies is fun i think and it was the just, actual stories not that yeah bad. it's not i think terrible. it was how weighty they just made your character feel in the game it made it feel yeah. like you were more connected and i felt like it made the story you know feel a little more personal with that it, it's almost as regards. if you could have been yeah it kind of feels crane? like you're it feels like you're actually controlling a person instead of like just pressing buttons on a controller you know yeah so. <laughs> but yeah well that yeah because you feel like a super soldier like, yeah or like even just like I, I find there's a lot of video games that just kind of hold your hand like it just it doesn't go feel here. like well Do yeah this. and you don't feel like you're part like even in the controls and the mechanics you don't feel like you're part of it you're just kind of moving a camera yeah. I, I, technically that's what you're doing but like you don't want it to feel like that you want to feel like you're actually the character and I think they did a good job at that so yeah, so t that's that's kind of the wrap up on 2015. Like I, I didn't really play a lot of games until the end of 2015. Honestly, like I bought like and we didn't even mention Fallout 4. <laughs> uh, that yeah. was another good one. I, 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 I wouldn't playing. say it was the best single player for sure. I would not say that single player was pretty meh. Yeah, but it was it's I still it was an really enjoyable game. It's it's just a fun game to sit in for a couple of hours and just. Kill a bunch of random people, like, yeah. especially if you get into a power armor suit. Yeah. Like, you just go down mowing people. I have, like, people. three power armor suits now. I just use one and just collect a bunch of... Uh, well, I got I, I found one, and then I joined the Brotherhood of Steel, so they gave me one. Yeah. I stole all their <laughs> all their fusion cores from their suits. <laughs> <laughs> Battle comes, <laughs> none of the power armor works. Uh, so I have all theirs. And then on top of that, they gave me 25 cores for being part of the brotherhood so i'm set <laughs> yeah i pretty much use them all uh, but that's it's just it. the great thing about game like i find like um fallout and not so much grand theft auto now that the online's kind of more the main focus i i spend more time on that but like grand theft auto and, and like any open world game it it's open world, so you can kind of do whatever you feel like. Like, if you don't want to do the missions, you can just run around and 
kill things and shoot things and and steal and and you just do whatever you want and kind of make your own story. I used to do that all the time with Grand Theft Auto games. I used to play Vice City and I used to pretend Tommy Rossetti was a secret agent <laughs> and I'd drive on my motorcycle and I'd have to go to this building and and there'd be nobody there, but I'd pretend I'd go in the building and take this briefcase or whatever uh, and like children's imagination. Yeah, like it was just you had the imagination to just do whatever and I feel like there's not a lot of games that still let you have that freedom. Well, so Fallout's nice for that. Yeah, I was just recently playing uh, Wolfenstein New Order. Yeah. And even if it's like, there's this one way that you have to go, it's so linear, but then you get to like certain bigger areas, areas yeah. and you can either choose to be sneaky or just go out and just kill everyone. And, well, like right, like right near the beginning of the game, where you're on the truck with uh, the old uh, that old couple or whatever. There, I was I was heading out, and we got to I got to one part. And there's these little tower, or not towers, but little bunker kind of set up with turrets and stuff. And just like I, I'm, I, I think initially I went through that part like four or five times because those yeah. times I went in like gun yeah. blazing and just got my ass fucking shot. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch where they're going, follow each one, take them out. And I, I thought like, okay, I'm fine. And then these mechs like guys <laughs> yeah. come in, and I'm like, oh fuck, like. <laughs> So like there's always those those twists and stuff and it, and it keeps the action going and it's a lot of fun and you kind of like they know like you said in those areas you kind of you can take whatever approach you like and that's maybe, another reason why I like Halo Five too yeah because it was you it's not like go here go there yeah it's not it's linear. not one little path it was cool like it, it was I, I said this before in certain things it was refreshing. Yeah. Refreshing. It refreshed Refresh your browser. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak English. Blah, blah. <coughs> okay. So, so yeah, um, this I guess this has become Aspire's Movies and Video Games podcast. The, um, the podcast where we speak about <laughs> random stuff. The ra the random things, whatever. Uh, apparently, all we think about is um, well, we had we had movies, and then we talked about Aspire's past, and then we talked about video games and more video games. I think maybe we should fill fill people in on uh, kind of what we've been doing. Maybe. School. School. That's it. School. Well, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Besides, you know, we're making we're, a porno. Okay. We're gonna make no, another Zach yes. and Mary. Um, <laughs> well. You know, recently our album uh, Secrets of the Human Mind has uh, just been released on Spotify. And iTunes. Which you should buy. Buy Spotify. Buy, buy Spotify. <laughs> buy it. Buy it on Spotify? Buy, buy the, no, buy the service. <laughs> buy all of Spotify. But and then ever, tell them to pay the, us more. Buy have all you, the Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, uh, have you ever gone onto Spotify and saw an album where you can't stream it, you have to buy it? Uh, a few times actually. It's weird. What's the point? I don't know. Like, like there are there are albums where the record labels will will force you to purchase them. You can't stream them, or or like there's some where you can stream them, but you can't save them to your phone. You have to buy them to mm -hmm, save I've them to your that. phone. In the early days, it was like that for most of them. Yeah, but we're not like that, guys. So you can go ahead and listen to our music all you want. We're e we're even on torrent sites, but we don't advise you to get that. Well, maybe torrent it to listen to it, yeah. but then buy it because you want to support us. Actually, listen to it on Spotify because we get paid a very very meager amount, like, uh, <laughs> like a thousandth of a cent. <laughs> We want that a thousand descent. We really need these pennies, guys. <laughs> Not even pennies. It's like little nibbles of pennies. 
Pennies <laughs> don't even exist anymore. Well, in Canada, I'm not sure about the states. Yeah, I think they still and have the rest their, of their rusty pennies. America. America. North well, America. Well, yeah. Um, besides that, um, we've we've had a lot of ideas kicking around the old noggins lately about you know where to go next. And, and like we said, it's been three years since we've actually gotten the chance to write anything new. Technically. Technically. Well, we've been working off a lot of old ideas, you know, and um, besides just polishing our existing stuff and making sure that our release goes well and that everyone's liking it, we're also kind of playing off what people are saying, you know, from our releases, from what we're hearing and feedback and trying to work towards that for, like, you know, the, what we're going to have next. Most likely, you know, probably not another CD for a while, but, you know, there will be content in between for we sure. We don't even have a CD yet, technically. Yeah. <laughs> a digital release. We have yeah. a digital release. A soon-to-be CD for anyone who's interested enough. At some point. Yeah. At some point. Soon, at some point in time, not labeled yet. Knowing the Aspire <laughs> timeline... We've made bad on our promises before with timeline stuff, so we won't announce anything till we're absolutely ready. Um, but yeah, so we've been kind of throwing ideas around and, and maybe possibly recording things. <clears throat> but you probably won't hear that for a while. Uh, so, so while you wait, buy our album. <laughs> We'll plug this as much as we can because this is our only opportunity to do it. And, uh, you know, give us some feedback on the album, um, you know, in the comments of wherever this ends up getting Any posted. music reviewers, write up a review. Because uh, we'll like to see as much feedback as possible for the direction we're going to go in in the future. And we'll really, you know, just see people active um, about, you know, picking away at our music kind of. Because we took the time to, you know, put some effort into writing it. You know, a bit of thought into it, so it'd be nice to see people put some thought into what they think about it, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, we just want to hear things. Like, we're not trying to say we're going to cater to what you tell us what to do, but we want to know, like, are we on to something? Like, we've, we, you know, we've we've played our album, like, some of our songs to friends and stuff. We want to we wanna have a, 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 a larger reach and see what people outside of our kind of circle think of our, our music. Because, n not to not to insult anyone close to us, but a lot of people can can oh, be yeah, like, like that. that sounds great. Probably Fantastic. haven't even listened to it. What's that? Uh, oh, there's a nice there's a nice video of Lars. Oh, or uh, he's, he's like, the drums sound great. It's like yeah, fuck off, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he said. It's been a while. Yeah, that, that was that's a great one. And so yeah, we're not trying to insult any of us, any people that know us, but. You know, we want to hear some other outside people, just what their opinions are. Some more critical opinions. Yeah. Don't mock my vocals too bad. Just don't. It, they were playing. They're old. <laughs> <laughs> my, my no matter what, we're going to be the most critical on ourselves. Especially so, me. So you can, you can critique us what, however you want, because we will be the most critical of ourselves. As hard as you will be, we will be harder. If you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sexuals. Oh! <laughs> innuendo! Woo! Woo! Yeah. Ring the go! Boom. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So, I mean, I think I think at that point, we, we at this point, we've kind of exhausted said all, yeah, we've exhausted our topics, and, uh, 
Let's buy our album. <laughs> buy it. Right now. Do it. Do it now. You're going to clip us. You do it. Us. Spoiler alert. Do it now. Don't. Don't Spoiler do alert. It. Don't do it. Kylo Ren is actually Darth Vader. Kylo Ren is a little bitch. <laughs> he will never amount to Darth Vader's greatness. Words. Podcast is ending now.